0: to the fence end podcast um we're doing an england euro special because uh, there's not a great deal to talk about when it comes to oxford united at the moment um because it's closed season um i'm got i'm here with fraser hi fraser how are you hello good thanks all right yeah very well and we're joined by uh our, our england correspondent fantastic mr ox how are you hello very well thanks guys you good yes very well great all good It's been a while since we've had you on, and it's been a while since we've done a pod. But uh, as England have qualified now from the group stages, which uh, after the Scotland game, everybody was, no, it's rubbish, which we weren't great. But uh, we qualified top of the group. We qualified without conceding a goal. Um, You obviously went to all three games. I think Fraser and I have watched all three. But uh, Hmm. what's your kind of feeling of... uh, after the scotland game it seemed a bit kind of we were a little bit down i think we we didn't there was a bit of a kind of clamor for certain players to play but now we've qualified what do you think of the group stage boo <laughs> boo <laughs> yeah just, uh, i i don't
1: i don't often get upset and boo when i'm at the games but i did i did, i will admit i did boo after the scotland game because it was quite turgid um, but look we have to, they've to, he's done the job, hasn't he? We At the end of the day, we've not lost, we haven't conceded and it's tournament football, which is turgid. So, mm. you know, the job is to get through the group and to be fair, we have. Um, so I, I think, I think, I think that's good enough at this stage, frankly.
0: I think you're right. You, you, you. You're absolutely right. It, it's get out of the group stage. You know, don't don't do anything daft. Get out of the group stage. Then 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 it's knockout football. Yeah. Um, then you lose to Germany <laughs> <laughs> on penalties. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> the way it goes. Yeah. I'm glad you said you booed after the, the Scotland game and not not at the start of the Scotland game. Is that sort of... No. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean fully, that, I'm fully on
1: fully on board with the clapping. Yeah, good, I'm part of say, the white we...
0: brigade. <laughs> well it's it's interesting you know we'll perhaps cover that now with germany um against hungary yesterday and and uefa saying you know the the aren't they looking into manuel neuer who had a a rainbow armband and you know it's it's political and it's kind of like i think i I may it i may be stealing your thunder but you you know you said no it's not i think on social media it's not political it's just you know humane humane, or humanity—you know, just being nice to people. You know, it, they're not. It's not like Manuel Neuer is showing a sort of a symbol about you know wanting to either increase or decrease taxation, or you know, looking at sort of um, wh- where the basic rate of tax should be. You know, that's that's mm. political. You know, just sort of showing your support for a group of people, whoever they may be, mm. whatever you know, whether it's homophobia or. or, or or, or racism or anything like that, showing your support for a group of people can't be political, can it? Or can it, I suppose?
1: Well, it, so, it, is, it is to some people. I mean, that's. I guess that's the the point they're making is because in Hungary there's um, homophob, homophob, homophobic laws. Um, yeah. So yeah. I guess it is political. And uh, UEFA's always taken that stance that you can't have politics in, but, you know, it's... Um, it, 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 it's... It's a principled thing of not having it, but you're on the wrong side of a principle, in my opinion, if you're kind mm. of having a go at someone for for basically making a point that a country's laws are not quite where they should be in the 21st century, but you know. It's, I, don't, I don't want to get drawn in it.
2: It's, it's no, certainly
1: yeah, certainly not the most offensive armbands that Germans have ever worn. <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> would, would you would you say the the games you've been to recently? It what, what what's the kind of percentage of people booing roughly? Is it is it a lot or not many or? It's not it's not as many as it
1: sounds right. um, at the end. Right, um, to be honest, but yeah, there is a sizable chunk that are. There's a sizable chunk that are and. It's a very difficult one because I understand why some of the people that I know are—I mean, to be honest, people I go with—they're not booing, by the way, but they are—they're not clapping it either. <laughs> um, they're, yeah. they're just kind of sitting on. I—I I kind of think they shouldn't still be doing it purely because it—it it does feel a bit like virtue signaling over actually. I, at the end of the day, the players want to do it, and so we should respect them that they want to do it, but. I think um, I think personally it doesn't, it, I don't really think it's meaning much anymore. It's kind of, the whole point was it was a protest and it's not a protest anymore. It's become a matter of we're gonna do it because we can't stop doing it because people are booing. And I think that's the sad, the sad thing about it is that probably it would have been slowly phased out um, and people would have not thought about it but because we've got all this booing, um, they can't stop it now. And so I'm, I'm, I, I, Even though I think perhaps it's not making the right mess, it's not. It, it's done with the right intent, um, but it's not actually getting that. I don't think it's doing anything. I don't. There's, there's a lot of point in carrying it on personally, but I'm not going to sit there and not clap it if people are booing it. Because at the end of the day, regardless of whether you think it's politics or, or, or where it's come from, it is an anti-racism message. It's an anti-racism yeah. message. So. You know, booing it to me is just ridiculous. But you know, but but no, there's there's plenty of people there that are booing it. Um, Less and less. I'll be honest. The game on the last game, um, I didn't even notice them. I I was not paying attention, so I didn't even notice any booing or any clapping. I didn't even notice them take the knee. So, if I'm perfectly honest, I don't know what I was. I don't know how I missed it because I was in the stadium, but I didn't. I didn't sort of. I know you probably got more of a take mm. on that than me if you were watching it. Could you? I mean, uh, is, it, is it audible when
0: you're listening to it? it, it there's, there's definitely. You hear a, a murmur and then you hear a cheer. And it, it, I think, certainly, as, as the three games have gone along, I get the feeling that the, the, those that clap or cheer at the time of, the, of them taking the knee of almost kind of getting in early so that it's not a reaction to the boo, if that makes sense. It's not like the booing starts and then people start applauding. It seems to be that it's almost like, oh, we'll, we'll start cheering and, and making an, a positive noise Yeah before the booing starts. And it, it's very, very quick. Yeah. You know, it's it's over in a few seconds anyway. You know, mm. and, you know that's one of the, the things. It's almost like, well, you know, just four, five seconds worth of, of mm. not saying anything rather than booing. You know, everybody has their own Sort of opinions on it. Um, I, I mean, that's what I'm, I've been I'm, doing. I've been, I've been clapping it because I don't
1: want to be associated in the crowd where people are booing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be and I, I
0: think it, it's <laughs> it, it's almost, and you're right, and it and it's a support of the players. Um, you know, that I'm, I'm sure I can't. I'm trying to think of a, a similar situation where Oxford players have done something. You may not necessarily agree with what they're doing, but you, you want to support them because they're your team. You know, there's that. Okay, yeah. they. I may think slightly differently or I may have slightly different views on a particular topic, you know like you say you know when you when you're trying to count the races, there's really only one side that's 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 the right side to be on, but equally you you're just supporting your team whatever you you think you know it's kind of like, okay, well, the players think this, so I'm going to support them because they're representing England and and I want to support England, you know that's that's kind of I guess where where everybody should be on it, you know, just yeah, support, get behind the players, which clearly you're doing. Um, so, like you say, yeah, let, we'll we'll move on from the from the political side because I'm sure people would rather. It, we asked you. It's not political. It's not political. No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. Well, well, that that was something I I kind of put on social media. It'd be interesting to see whether the the politicians and the media pundits who who were saying that this kind of thing shouldn't be a football kick. Keep politics out, football. Um, I'm sure that in the next five or however many days between now and the game against Germany, none of those people will be bringing politics into the game whatsoever. There won't be any sort of um, references to uh, to anything that may have happened in the past, either mm-hmm. five I, years ago or, or 75 years mm-hmm. ago. Plus.
1: I, I, do, I do think that is one of the central areas of it, that the people that are saying, um, oh, I just don't want a Marxist organisation, I don't want politics <laughs> I don't want politics in football, are the same people that sing the No Surrender
0: refrain um, yes. during the National Anthem so absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, yeah, you're not you're, you're right, the irony isn't lost on us um, that, yeah it's kind of, either Yeah. if you want politics out, fine, don't do anything about politics, but then we're, we're also, you know, before a game we're singing a, a National Anthem about often wars and, and monarchs and rulers and all sorts, but, Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. on we go. Um, yeah, we sorted that out. We have, yeah, we, we fixed it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, like you said, after the Scotland game, it was a little bit kind of, oh, why is he not playing this player? Why is he not playing that? And and you, yeah, I guess it's get out of the group. I Germany, I I, I like Matt Hummels. I think he's a, a really nice player to watch. He's one of those players that kind of. Drifts around, drifts around in the right way. You know, he strolls around. He always seems to be in the right place. But in the game against France, there was a point where Mbappe absolutely left him for dead, and you kind of feel that Germany might be a little bit susceptible to pace, which we've with Saka and mm-hmm. and um, and Sterling, we've got kind of that in abundance, and you feel that perhaps playing quick players and and being on the front foot rather than the kind of negative. Style that we've been a little bit defensive, a little bit not risk averse, I, I guess is is where we've been so far. If we take the game to Germany and play at pace, that's I think going to be where we could win it.
2: Oh, you, you need to go to FMO here. I'm afraid I spent the group stage watching Scotland be. <laughs> so,
1: uh, just just touching on that then. So, what? where do your loyalties will you now support england or are you no anyone but england
2: no i'd support england yeah. um i i do yeah and um, and i'm not even a big i'm not even a big great britain man um, but i'm born and raised in england um mm. but yeah i've just been i don't know you're kind of influenced by how you're brought up perhaps i became course. an oxford fan um, you and uh yeah, my house. When I was growing up, um, Oxford and Scotland were the teams that were were, were watched. Um, yeah, no, I, I. But I've never been a. That, that uh, please can England lose? Um, I'd like to see them win the tournament um, as much as anyone in England, really. Um, but. Uh, but, yeah, for, for England analysis, I'm afraid I don't... I'm, I was more here to ask you about your uh, <laughs> history following England. and <laughs> um, But, yeah, I was, I was going to leave the current tactical questions to you guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I... I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> to, to, to be honest, I just don't think we will do that. I think it will be a turgid game um, and it will be one goal either way. Um, and that's that's just how we seem to be setting up, to be honest. Um, well, where do you
2: where do you stand on where do you stand on? And this isn't a leading question, but the current squad that we have in terms of what we could achieve and how Gareth Southgate manages them. I don't. I'll be honest with you.
1: I I, I know. Although I go to all these games, um, I don't know how qualified I am because I do not watch the Premier League at all. So I really do not watch it. I don't. So having not been at England games and not really seen them very much this year, I don't really know what they're capable of, these players, (laughs) because I don't watch it. You know, half of the team that was announced in this Euro squad, um, I've never seen play. Um, So it's difficult to answer that, to be honest. But everyone that I speak to says that on paper it, it is a squad that is one of the best in the tournament in terms of the individual abilities. But um, I, and again, this is tempered by the fact that I'm not 100% sure really what they're capable of, but I don't look through that squad and think there is a Bale or a Ronaldo or an Mbappe in our squad. Mm. You know, we've got really good players. Have we got great players? No, I don't think we have. So we're always talking about how there's a lot of youth and pace and stuff like that we should be using it but there's also not a lot of experience inside from what i can see so um i'm you know i think that tempers it a bit i, I we can we can now we can now go far in this tournament if we get past germany i i believe but um i don't i just don't see he's going to suddenly change the way he's been setting up um, for this one game, I think it's going to be cautious, and um, and we'll hope to and we'll hope to nick it one nil <laughs> because that's that's kind of what we do. And as long as we don't concede, we'll you know if we don't concede, we'll we'll go
2: through, yeah. including penalties. Yeah, <laughs> and like you say as well, there was a lot. There was the opinion for a while that they should attempt to finish not first because it's an easier route. But actually, it looks like other than the germans or the france other france. half of the knockouts has such a, a a selection of more difficult teams i mean i think the other half is is it france italy spain portugal yeah. mm. belgium and um, also
1: you be careful what you wish for with that cuz um we were all thinking oh it's terrible that england didn't finish top in 2016 and then we got iceland and we're like oh brilliant yeah, yeah straight through yeah. to the quarterf- straight through to the next round now and mm. no <laughs> Yeah. So if you're gonna you mean you want to progress and it will feel like if you go out in the second round that we've not done enough, but you've got to beat those teams, haven't you? And so yeah. if you want you, you want to if you want to be towards the final or winning it, but you've got to play those sort of teams at some point. If you if we it is crazy just looking at that draw the way it's panned out how how easy it looks to get to the final if we get past Germany. Yeah. yeah. But without a doubt, we'll then beat Germany and we'll lose to Ukraine on penalties <laughs> in Rome. Because that's England.
2: Oh, I've got to admit, uh, the 2018 World Cup, we watched it in Ireland. I did, I did, when they got to the semis, I did think, well, Croatia, how hard can they be, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, OK. Well, we, um, were, you but...
1: know, we were 20 minutes away from the final, I think we were still one yeah. 0 up going into the seventieth minute or something. We we were out there thinking we're going to a World Cup final
2: <laughs> next week. Yeah, was that lost in the ninety or? Yeah. Did it get extra oh, time. Christ I can remember. We went remember
0: to that. extra time, didn't
2: it? Right.
1: Really? Went to. Yeah. I think. No, I, I, do you know that's ridiculous? I don't even remember. I know we were one nil up game, until those? very late on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All oh, right. We we were one 0 up till very late on, and they equalized. I no, I think it was in normal time. I think it was in normal time. Right. This okay. is where we're really, I mean, we're real experts here, aren't we? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Researched and all that, yeah. So, so Ash, you mentioned there you were at, I mean, you were at the World Cup semi three years ago. So you're obviously a pretty hardcore England fan. Um, is that your entire life you've been going to England?
1: Not my entire, I mean, when I was a kid, you see, my mum was the person in my family who was into football. Um and she used to take me to games and she used to take me to Wembley. Um, I think the first time I went to watch England was like 1990, just after after the World Cup um, in the wonderful Graham Taylor years. Um, I used to go to most England games at home. Right. But it wasn't until early this, you know, I think 2003 was my first England away. Um, and there's a few other Oxford fans I knew that have been going since sort of France 98 and so I just sort of hooked up with them and I joined the travel club and it's very addictive because it's you know I love travel and that's really uh, half the time it's less about the football game and the actual footballers to chance to go and visit a country that you wouldn't you wouldn't have otherwise gone to yeah. Um, so yeah I, I, I love it I haven't missed I, well sorry I have I've missed one away game in the last Five years now, um, and that was because I couldn't get a ticket for Kosovo away. Um, right. Other than that, yeah, and no, I've been very lucky to. Um, and the more you go to, you kind of have to keep going but if you want to keep going because it's like a cap, they are points based system, and they give you caps for each game you go to. So that's right. how so... I'm guaranteed tickets for any any if England get to the final, I'll be guaranteed the ticket all the way through because I'm I think I'm in the top oh, wow. two or three thousand now, so. It, oh, brilliant, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, but it's a lot of lot of having to go and watch crap to to get there.
0: But, <laughs> yeah, but it's worth and it. It, it. This is very much like following Oxford, isn't it? You know,
2: it, <laughs> yeah, in a way, it it,
0: it's it, on a on a larger scale, on a on a national, you know, European, world scale. You know, rather than looking forward to a, a Easter trip to Fleetwood and a you know a weekend in Blackpool, you're kind of looking forward to you know a, a couple of weeks in Brazil or whatever it might be in a World Cup yeah, it is but it's it's the like you say it's the memories it's the travel it's the being with people it's it it's, is. It's, it's not watching it is following the game and, and enjoying the football but it's so mm. much more than that you know, I, and I t- that's what football is give, give, I tell you now though give me
1: a weekend in Blackpool watching <laughs> Oxford over any of it <laughs> club, before, club before country every time but, um, oh, I agree. Yeah. But there is something about a tournament as well. There is something that when you're—I mean, it's not the same this year at all, and I'd not—it wouldn't be anyway because it was at home. But I mean, even even more so because of the COVID um, and the reduced capacities. To be honest, the, the atmospheres in the ground have been awful. But when you're away and you're away for two to three weeks in Russia, in Brazil, in Germany, there's just something very special it feel you know it's just an amazing atmosphere especially the early stages when you've got people from all around the world and all the other fans and you're mixing with them and it's just a great party atmosphere it's just um you know it's it's it, yeah. it's phenomenal it's definitely worth worth doing worth doing one tournament that... one time in your life maybe not the next one because that's probably going to be rubbish but, <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> but there guitar. is often that there is often that um image isn't there portrayed by by certain media that England fans are kind of hooligans abroad. Do you, do you find that to be mostly? Bo- uh, n-
1: there's no smoke without fire <laughs> <laughs> with anything, but look, we get we get a very unfair press in many, you know, in many respects. And but don't get me wrong on on every trip that you do, there'll be some absolute. Um, there um sorry i can't spare i can't swear can i look you do and it's funny because i don't think it's that bad so i mean when you when you look at what it's like now and what it used to be like it is a completely different world there's um there's just a new generation of fans that have never really experienced that you know what it was like i mean it was i've been to games away places like poland and croatia um even even just 20 years ago and it was actually you know pretty hairy and you know you're very close to getting getting quite badly (laughs) smashed in by people and that as kind you don't really feel that so much anymore i mean bulgaria last what was it 2019 now that was quite a weird atmosphere because there was a it just felt moody um and that that was the closest it's been to what it used to be like in the away days for a long time so it's not Mm. it's not quite the same but yeah, you get the drunk idiots, you get people playing up, you get a bit of a mob mentality at times. <sighs> the people I go with are just a little bit older um, and perhaps wiser, and perhaps 20 years ago they'd have, they, you know, all of us would probably be happy to go and sit in the Irish bar and sing songs all day and um, throw beer in the air. But now we just kind of move away from all that and you go and sit somewhere separate and you can miss it out. But yeah, I mean, I, I, it is overblown. That, but I think the problem that England have is that we travel in. We're so well supported. There's no football nation on earth that travels in the numbers that we do. And so, if you're taking ten thousand people to every game rather than thousand, you're going to have. And there's, you know, one in every hundred is a complete arsehole. Then you're just going to have more arseholes. <laughs>
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's
1: honestly the problem is that it, there's it, just so many. There's so many that travel.
0: It is again. It's like following any club side. You know, we we all do it. We kind of we you get a feeling of which pubs to avoid. You get a feeling of okay, this one looks like if we go in there, we're going to chat to the home fans and we're going to you know have a, a good good bit of I hate to say it banter, but it'll be friendly and it'll be you know you can talk football and. Put the world to rights and all mm. sorts of stuff, and it, it, you you kind of get a feeling like you've been going long enough. You get a feeling of where to avoid, and you just yeah, think, yeah you that, do. That's the, well, yeah. There's no point I, in sitting there because you just know, you know, the, the garden furniture is going to get thrown around in a couple of hours' time when everyone's had a few too many. Yeah, and you, I, you find a bar that that you just think yeah that this is going to be okay.
1: I'll be honest, Fraser. I'm also a little bit overly defensive when people ask those sort of things because. I, I, I feel it is. I feel we do get an unfair press because so m- most people are well behaved. They want to have a drink and they want to have a sing song. But I've also been at so many occasions where um, it's the reputation that England fans have got, and it means that the the locals or you know if you're at a tournament, you know the the classic thing like happened in Marseille in 2016 with the Russians they want to take on the English because the English are the ultimate hooligans. So the, they they think that if they can get one over the English, it's a great sort of badge of honour or something. So the amount of games I've been at where um, something's occurred and it's literally been instigated by either the police or or the home fans and we'll get the blame because we'll then... Or, well, not me, by the way, <laughs> but I mean England. England will get the blame because... Um, it would all just go off, and um, and then the police run in with their batons and tear gas, and all the all the English come out with bloodied heads. So it, it, I, I do I I do think it. Unfortunately, you will also go. I mean, I think the last time I really saw it, England fans misbehaving was probably in the Netherlands about three years ago, um, and that was there was just so many. I mean, you were walking around where the canals are um, around oh, there. Yeah. Um, no, no, not, not there <laughs> <laughs> where all the bars are around there, all right, um and <laughs> you knew, um, and there was just so many that the pubs were just spilling out onto the streets, and you know you and there was young lads, and it was probably the first time they'd been out of the country, and they were acting like complete idiots, but you know you um you get that unfortunately, it's no different, no different to a Friday Saturday night in this country, I should imagine, or yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah. We're, not, we're a long we're a long way away from that seventies eighties vision of people going out and looking for looking for scraps. Basically, it, all that it normally is these days is just people are just drunk and um, just behaving like idiots. But you know, it's, um, yeah. it's yeah, it's it's a funny thing. But honestly, the amount of times I've actually seen trouble, considering all the games I've been to, it's pretty rare. It's pretty rare. Yeah. That that time in Marseille with Russia was was pretty unusual. And that was just like you just didn't know which way to turn around the streets. It was quite um, it was quite odd, to be honest. Mm. But that's that's the exception rather than the rule these days.
0: But that was also there was a, there was kind of an interesting narrative, if that's the right phrase, where that happened before the Russia World, the World Cup in Russia, didn't it? That was yeah. the Euros prior to that. And, and there was, you know, I've, I've read articles and people sort of saying that it was almost as if that was not state-sponsored hooliganism, but... Oh, it was. It was. It was state-sponsored. Yeah. It was, well, state-sponsored. Okay. It was I'm just, definitely. I'm just 100%. Allegi- I'm doing the allegedly in case the Russians <laughs> come and find us. But but it was... Oh, yeah. Also, no, no, right. no. It wasn't, there, wasn't, there was no. that kind of like, right, Russian hooligans go and cause trouble in France, and then when the World Cup's in Russia, we'll make sure that there's absolutely no trouble so that we, can as Russians, go... Well, it's not us, you know. Do you feel we, that? You know, obviously, you've, yeah, you've said, oh, 100%, 100%. It was kind 100%. Of, when yeah. we
1: were in, Ru- and that was the interesting thing because Russia, I mean, even I was a bit tentative about Russia, I guess. Um, but I, I knew that nothing would really happen to us, but I did think that there would be. I thought there would be flashpoints because of what happened in uh, in Marseille in 2016, and there just wasn't whatsoever. It was it was the best World Cup that I've ever been to, um, mm. and we would you know we got talking to a lot of the locals. And Russian kind of football culture is really odd because they 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 love that hooligan image and they love all that. And there was like literally guys walking when we were in this ultras bar in Volgograd um, chatting to the locals and they're walking around with t-shirts on with British hooligans and like a picture of an old football fan from the 70s punching a policeman and knocking his hat off and you know they they were they're obsessed with that culture they're Mm. I don't know it's like just just really odd but we I was talking to one of them a guy called Eugene um who's a um one of the Moscow I think CSKA Moscow fans and he was saying that, yes, no, like he knows people that were paid to go out there that basically mm. ex military people were were told to go out there and you know make mother russia proud that's that's what those were told, but he also said that the secret service collared all of these um known um nutters before the a few a few weeks before the tournament in Russia. And basically put pressure on them and said, "If anything goes on that embarrasses us when you're here, when you're here, or you don't make our guests feel welcome here, then you know you're going to you're going to the gulag." <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was, and you could not have been, you know, we could not have been nicer. And not me. I've been I've travelled to Russia a few times before that, and I've seen we played Russia in 2007, and it was really unpleasant there. Then I mean, people were just being attacked, just in a rent posh restaurant eating a meal people would come in and beat them up and stuff and so that's why there was a bit of is that going to happen but the police in Russia you do not mess with the police in Russia they are you know they will they will just take the buttons out and kick the the what sits out of you and some of the stuff you saw when people were coming out of grounds and they were acting up and, you know, singing and right in the police's face and the police were just stood there stony. And I thought, right, they've been told, doesn't matter what happens, you do not react to yeah, this yeah. because we're on, the, we're on the world stage and we're going to make this the best World Cup and we're not going to have any trouble because um, we want to show the country off. So, yeah, no, um, it, was, it, was a, it was a fantastic tournament, uh, Russia.
0: It, it's a it's a fascinating country, like you say, you know that that kind of attitude towards, or almost that macho culture that they've got. You know, it, you can see where mm. why why they would sort of have that sort of uh, appeal. You know, it, it's very much uh, a re- reflection of the of the um, of Putin. You know, that kind of and trying to reflect that on the world stage. Mm. You know, that that strong country. So, but. But equally, yeah, a, a fascinating country to go to. Right? You, you, you mentioned Brazil. Did you? You went to Brazil as well? I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very, very different to Russia. Um, very but, different. You know, uh, yeah. Um, Wasn't
1: quite there as long either, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: That was uh, yeah. We weren't there very long. We, so we. went so with with that Ash, say for Brazil, do you book the whole month in Brazil, or do you just keep extending your stay as you're there the longer England stay there? I can't <laughs> book a whole month off, unfortunately,
1: with my job. But oh, okay, um, plenty of people do. But right, Brazil was slightly. I was slightly lucky with that because I was in a job at the time where they just offered me. Um, a week's extra pay or a week's extra leave, um, as the Christmas bonus. And that was all right. Great a <laughs> week's extra leave, please, instead of the money. And so I was out there for three weeks okay. um, and the plan was always, so I was out there for the group games and what would have been the second round game. Um, obviously we didn't have one, but we just sat on the beach in Rio and watched other people, um, sat on the Copacabana and watched other people play. And that was just as entertaining to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I would have then probably missed the quarterfinal final and if we'd have got to the semis and final I'd have gone back out for the final week and just not worried about work, frankly. If you're in the yeah. semi final of a World Cup you just go. So
2: Yeah, no, fair enough, yeah. Um, and do you find that you know, not I certainly don't mean this to be a rude question at all, but do you how how do people fund this? Is it just you just plan for it, like years in advance or you just yeah.
1: I I don't. I mean, you've seen me. I don't don't spend money on clothes or anything like
0: that. <laughs> well, you do wear clothes. So I
2: just
0: like to point out to the ladies and gentlemen listening. <laughs> oh yes, yes. yes. Um, f- Fully
1: clothed as we speak. Yeah, um, yeah I it's, I spend all my money on travel and any kind of spare okay, yeah. no, money I've had man. has always been it's been my um, thing that I spend money on. Um, so right. yeah, I mean it. You do obviously you do save up. I mean, zero yeah. zero interest rate credit cards with free balance transfers were always quite useful when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: fair enough. But, but it, yeah, it, again, it's not it takes cheap us back hobby. to
0: it, it's it, it's a it's a um, like following a club side, but just on a slightly grander scale. You know, we we all sort of you know it, this the season tickets have come out now for Oxford. You know, we're all looking at, OK, you know, that's that's our thing. And we're looking at where are we going to go and, and what are we going to do? And it's, it's you know, I, I'm i the same as you. I, you know, go to the pub occasionally, but don't smoke, don't, smoke, don't gamble. But, you know, I'd, I'll be yeah. going to as many games as I possibly can following Oxford and, and as many away games and, and looking at places to, to make a weekend of it, you know, in the same way that, you know, it's mm-hmm. that, it's that, Mentality of being with your mates and going to a game, and and the game, the ninety minutes isn't isn't the most important thing. It, it it can help, but it's it's the it's the travel, the experiences, and kind of being in weird and wonderful places that you wouldn't normally go to. You know? Yeah. I, I, I...
1: Also, when you do these kind of travel a lot, um, you do get very good at knowing flight routes and cheap, or you know cheap. Mm when to get on and book flights and stuff like that. It's, you know, we've got a group, there's about 10 of us that regularly travel together from, you know, a couple of Oxford fans in there, but, you know, most of them just looks randoms that we've met over the years. And some of them are just so good at suddenly going, oh, look, look at this flight. It's only, it's only seven pounds. <laughs> get on that quickly. So we do a lot of that. Funny, I mean, for the, before we obviously won the group, we were looking at Copenhagen for the second round of this tournament. Mm. And that was one of the few places where if you're double jabbed, um, it's very easy to get into. You don't need to mess around or anything like that. And even though you have to quarantine on the way back, we were thinking, well, if we go that route, we can't go to the quarter anyway because it would be in Russia. And that is, we did look, but that's, even, that's very hard to do. So we were looking at going out there to... Copenhagen, and I, I booked a flight because it was only seven pounds each way. <laughs> and I've Holy lost hell! Them, but you know, <laughs> so it was Ryanair flight. I just had a look, and it was Sunday. You know, it would have been going out this Sunday and coming back the following Wednesday. Um. So yeah, if you if you know what you're looking for, you can get you can reduce the cost a bit. But yeah, it, yeah, it it's certainly it's certainly not a cheap hobby.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. So, and are you are you kind of in a job where you can say, right, I'm I'm not in next. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday or is that fairly you can make kind that
1: flexible? Of, but, well, more so now because you can work remotely from Yeah. I can't, no, but what I, I I mean, next week I'd originally had that all that whole week booked off because we were meant to be in Dublin, I think, if we'd won the group rather than Wembley, but Dublin lost the lost the game and Wembley got it. So I'd already booked oh, that right. whole week off. So I'm actually gonna work I mean, I'm going to take Tuesday. I'm going to keep Tuesday off anyway, and just go to London and have a few beers before the game.
2: So, do you, in all the all the England games you've ever seen, could you give us a uh, an ultimate high and an ultimate low, or the other way wow. around if you prefer okay. to do it uh, the the Gosh, bad one, then the nice hard. one? Ultimate low: um, getting defeated
1: nil nil by Scotland uh, <laughs> last week. <laughs> I reckon the way, they, the way they were celebrating. <laughs> Yeah. Um, ultimate high. I mean, getting being in the World Cup semi final and being twenty minutes away from thinking you were in the final was pretty amazing. Um, but then that didn't didn't end up at ultimate high. One of the ones more recently that I really enjoyed though was that first game in the World Cup, um, which was not a, an exceptional game, but just being in in it was in Volgograd, which is pretty much off the tourist route right at the bottom of Russia. And I think it was one of the lowest England attendances, you know, in terms of the the official travelling club membership um, at a tournament ever. I think there was like a thousand there or something. Because everyone, like what we were talking about earlier, people were worried about the potential hooliganism and and it's actually quite a pain in the bum to get to as well. So um, just being there was, was quite... Brilliant. And the first night um, I was that I was I was in Russia for, you know, nigh on three weeks. And that was the only night I drank vodka because I was so ill the next day <laughs> <laughs> from drinking with the locals. Um, yeah. I didn't drink for the whole net for the whole of that um, day the next day. But um, that was a pretty that was pretty special. Some of the best ones, though, Fraser, are, are the qualifiers where you go to a random country and it's just an experience being there. Yeah. Um, like, you know, been to been to Israel, I've been to Kazakhstan, I've been to um we, we went had two games in America in sort of two thousand and five. We played in Soldier Field in Chicago and Giant oh, Stadium wow. in New York, which was just fantastic mm. to go and visit those stadiums. Um the games themselves in Brazil were obviously utter, utter dreadful, but um <laughs> the experience of being in Brazil for the World Cup is obviously just amazing all that all the cliches of how you know it's party 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 every night i mean they're all real and just some of the some of the nights we had there were just just fantastic just drinking um what do you call that the caprininhas the cocktails the Mm. brazilian cocktail every night wherever you were whatever city you were some some old deer would come out with a cart um just selling them on the street from this cart, and they'd be like fifty p for a pint of of really strong cocktails' oh, <laughs> so you'd just be you'd just be dancing in the street and chatting to locals it just just fantastic but yeah. probably you know I think the Russia World Cup and Brazil is probably the highs as a kind of overall, but you know yeah. th- there's just been yeah i mean I've missed some of the ones that if you sp- if you spoke to some of my mates that have been going longer than me. They were there when we beat Germany 5-1, for example. I'm sure that that's high up on their list.
2: Yeah. Or if and you re- go back... Sorry, go on. No, I was, I was going to say, you, you talking about the, the, the best World Cups you've been to there, you, you read a lot about, obviously, the next one being a fairly unique one in that it's in December and it's in Qatar. Um, and when that was first announced, there was a lot of stuff about it being a dry state. But I think they've kind of relaxed that a bit, haven't they, for the World Cup. Are you heading to that one then? Or Yeah, I'll go- um, assuming England qualify. Uh, well, um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I'll go. Yeah, of course, I'll definitely go. But I, I I'm not, I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, no. To be honest, not not because I can't drink. I'm not an alcoholic. But um, <laughs> they will be drink. They, they they're going to have designated fan zones where locals aren't allowed in. I assume, but um, we can all drink in. But it's more the fact that there's. You know, there's not really any travelling involved and moving around the country or anything. And yeah, I think it will be hideously expensive. We were looking at hiring a, hiring a, uh, an apartment or something for a couple of weeks, um, and just having people drop in and out um, as, as as they want to come in. But I don't. I think I'll probably go out for a week at the start and then just keep the semi-finals and final free for when we obviously don't get the... But I'm not looking forward to that.
2: And it also looks as though the days of One Nation hosting is over, doesn't it? Because it's going to 48 teams, isn't it? Um, Yeah. I think, is it 2026 is Mexico, USA, Canada? Yeah, Um, Mexico. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: it but kind of I'm, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to that one though. I think I might take a sabbatical from work. Yeah, uh, and literally just dump myself yeah. there.
2: But and then I think the one after the UK are bidding, aren't they? Um, the four associations or something uh, for 2030. Yeah, we don't want it here. We don't want it. Here. No, no, you
1: you're see, not part of that. See, that's the thing. When you're uh, when you're England fan that goes to the games, you don't want to be going to Wembley to watch them. You want to be travelling and enjoying. Yeah, no fair point. Yeah, the, yeah. But the odd thing is, like when they announced this kind of all round Europe thing, and we knew that if England qualified, we'd basically be almost entirely at Wembley. We were all, all, all the guys that I travel with were really annoyed about it because we don't want that because it's rubbish going to Wembley, mm. frankly. Yeah. And um, but actually. We're pretty glad it is now because we wouldn't be going to the games <laughs> otherwise. So, yeah, no, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah. So at least we're getting to go to the games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you want to, you want to be travelling. The next Euros is in Germany as well, and that will be, yeah, be that. be fantastic. That they that know, they know how to yeah. host the tournament. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So about half an hour ago, so si, I kind of hijacked us from this tournament. That, yeah, so. sorry. <laughs> no, I thought, yeah, we've not I've really written... talked much about <laughs> Euros, have to we? Fair, I've written down a few questions,
0: but... Christ, this is I, going I, to be boring for everyone. They're, bo- they're boring. Well, exactly. So I'm not going to do... One thing I will say is... No, I meant... I'm... Sorry, I meant,
1: I meant what we just spoken to, not your no, question. No, no, no. Sorry. No, far
0: more interesting than what I've been. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the Croatia one, what that was extra time, unless... Cause it Mars, was. Okay. Lich, yeah, yeah. Scored yeah. in the 109th minute, so... Um, gotcha. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Well, okay. Talking of highs and lows of... of sort of following following that That was I remember that day was fantastic for for those of us who didn't go to the World Cup but did go to Ireland for the pre-season tour with, with Oxford you know they, we were supposed to be playing that evening We you know the game against one of the sides was that evening they brought it forward they had a very short half time and we managed to find a pub in southern Dublin about a 15 minute walk from the stadium that um, that we'd had the friendly at and everybody piled. we kind of just checked Rather than just sort of saying to everybody, right, go to that pub and turn it up on mass, I kind of got in touch and said, look, there's going to be I don't know how many, might be a hundred, might be a couple hundred Oxford fans would love to come to the pub and watch the game. We didn't want to just turn up without letting you know we were coming, and they were like, no, that'd be brilliant. We'll, we'll put on extra staff, and uh, and for those of anyone who's listening who was in that pub, that was fantastic. You know, it was. It really and, was. Uh, yeah. it, I remember walking sort of from where we were staying, sort of south of the city centre, but with a, with a group of guys walking to the game that we had, the Oxford game, sort of lunchtime-ish, so we, we had a couple of drinks on the way, and, you know, a few people had had England shirts on and the number of people that were good you know locals like people in dublin irish people saying good luck today hope you win you know it'd be great to see you in the final and we, it was fantastic again you, that sort of oh you know the english in ireland is it going to be awkward and it wasn't it was fantastic people were were wishing us the best of luck and the pub that we went into were fantastic they they were you know Free chips and sausages on the table for everybody that was possibly the saltiest thing I've ever, ever eaten. <laughs> but obviously, to Ooh. get you drinking, you know, very clever. But they, they were brilliant. And, and when that trippier free kick went in, oh, right the start Jesus of the game, Christ, you know, five minutes in, we're 1 nil up, and the whole pub is just erupted. It was fantastic. Mm. I think that moment, obviously, you were there, you know, to, to witness that in the flesh is something you know to witness it in a pub with a load of oxford fans was something as well it was it was fantastic to 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 be amongst your friends watching it
2: so si, yeah. i just imagine before we went in you gathered all the oxford fans like a primary school teacher and said now you are ambassadors for the club <laughs> <laughs> remember That's who that. you represent <laughs> no,
0: you know everybody was was fantastic was, no they were they and were, they were g- yeah. you know when, were. when the final whistle went i one or two lads who, you know some of the younger lads who maybe had a drink. I think somebody, you know, pushed over a drink or something. And we, there were sort of from, from about three different directions, three, you know, Oxford fans turned, but that's no. And it yeah. was kind of, it was, it was that kind of self-policing thing where it wasn't going to turn nasty, but it was just, you know, oh, you know, we're out of a world, we've, we've just lost in a World Cup, semi so we find people are upset, obviously. But it was it was very very quickly self policed by Oxford fans, saying lads calm down. And yeah. it was you know we it was it was stunned silence when the you know when the final whistle went. Um, but it was a hell of a it was a great weekend. Well, week when was it? It was the Wednesday we played, mm. didn't we? I think Oxford we played Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or was it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? I can't remember now. But we we'd been all over. The First game had been moved from. This is the, in the pre-season. We'd, we'd moved. The first game was supposed to be somewhere and it had to move because the pitch wasn't... We had the drought. The next one was out in the middle of nowhere. Um, we laid on some coaches, which was fantastic. And then, yeah, the third one was the game against Croatia. It was, it was hmm. quite a few, a few days. Almost, you know, without being at the games, it, it was sort of... You, you're having that tournament experience of being abroad... While the tournament's going on, not in the right country, obviously. Yeah. But It was, yeah. Well, that's the thing about this.
1: This, I mean, I don't know. It might be different on Tuesday because I think they've increased the capacity again. I think there's, I think it's going to be forty odd thousand there, mm. um, rather than the twenty that were in the group games. But honestly, you've probably had a better time if you're in a pub watching those England games than being there because the, you know, I mean, they weren't that exciting. I get, I get that, no. but the, but the. It's really weird. There's no atmosphere. The twenty thousand people in there. The atmosphere has been horrible, to be honest. It's been. I almost fell asleep during the Scotland game. <laughs> Not because I was drunk, <laughs> although I was drunk.
2: <laughs> uh, so, have you got a score prediction for next week, Ash? Uh, oh, I
1: see. My head. My head thinks that we, it's Germany. <laughs> we're going to we're we going to so i i think i think i think we'll sneak a 1-0 i yeah, think
2: we'll sneak
1: nice. a 1-0 and i think we'll i think it'll be really tense um and i think yeah i think i think we'll go 1-0 up just
0: before half time and we'll hold it
2: yeah
0: nice i i heard a stat earlier this week that the last time England got out of a group stage without conceding a goal was in
2: 1966.
0: Mm. So, I'm going to go, I think you're right, I I can't see it being a high-scoring game, Um, but uh, I'm going to go for a 2-1 to England in that. Fraser, as as
2: our resident Scotsman. Oh, anybody but England! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I didn't mean that, I didn't mean that. Um, I actually think England are going to win, I think they're going to I think they're gonna win fairly convincingly. I think they're a lot better than people think. I think the Germans aren't I haven't been I haven't I've watched the England games and the Germany games and I, I don't see I don't see much to fear to be honest. I just don't see it. Um I think England have got a great chance. I think they're gonna win 3 0. Wow. That, yeah, that would
0: a... be a bit of a turn up, I think. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And probably last. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll take that. We'll take that. And then Rome. Well, we, we won't. We won't go beyond that. Oh, don't I'm tempt it. The, yeah, no. We'll have to do another no, we,
2: one. We,
0: we, we, we do that far too often. Um, yeah.
2: So we talked yeah. about the playoff final this year, didn't we? I remember that. Oh dear. Don't do it. Shouldn't have done Damn, that. Sorry. No,
0: no, one game at a time. One game at a time.
2: Yeah.
0: So, uh, uh I, I guess we ought to touch. In, on on Oxford things a little bit and uh, you know um, be interested we've we've got uh, Cambridge at home it's not a derby is it and the Wiccan one's not a derby even though people seem to think they are because of course we we haven't got a proper derby this year because Swindon
2: went down which was uh, yeah yeah yeah, the Cambridge thing I think the media love that don't they well some of them you know because it's the varsity thing in their eyes but yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't think they realise none of us really see it like that.
0: <laughs> I always enjoy telling people about, uh, you know, when they talk about Oxford, oh, you, you must be posh then, and you kind of have to explain to people about town and gown. And most people, I don't think, have got much of an idea of of, of how industrial Oxford can be. You know, we've mm. had a car factory there for years. It's not its not all, you know, people on bikes and waterboards and, and inspector horse. Yeah. But... Uh, so, yeah, you're right. There is
2: a Varsity game and it's between the universities. So this isn't the Varsity game. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. And then there's the uh, season tickets have gone on sale, haven't they? Um, yeah. So has anyone got a golden ticket? No. 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 Disappointed in that. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was quite excited. I watched the old uh, Gene Wilder Willy Wonka last week because it was on telly. <laughs> and I, I, I got the thing in the post today and I was like, "Why oh, imagine. A golden ticket,
0: <laughs> but no,
2: I didn't come him. <laughs> nah,
0: his granddad, you know, he spends all his day in bed, doesn't he? And then all of a sudden, they get the ticket, and he suddenly discovers he can actually walk. Like, yeah. You know, he's, he's, you know, I yeah. think there's
1: a benefit
2: cheat. <laughs> <Benefit cheap laughs> I wasn't going to say that,
0: but you know, he's obviously making his, you know, his poor little grandson go and get his dinner and all this sort of, oh, I can't get out of bed, and then yeah. you know, when he gets a golden ticket, and there's a chance of some free chocolate well we'd all get, a, get out of bed for free chocolate I suppose but yeah I don't know
2: and there's four of them in that bed as well yeah what's going on <laughs> I don't know where I'm taking that let's change the subject are we talking about the same video
0: <laughs> <laughs> it might, yes but it's not one of that. no no we won't go there yeah. it's children listening
2: yeah um, sorry Ed maybe yeah
0: oh I don't know do we yeah hi Tim we ought to say hi Tim
2: oh Christ in, hi uh, Tim
0: in, you know I don't know if Tim's got a golden ticket. Tim ought to get a golden ticket. I
2: bet
1: he has. Well, Uh, I don't think we've spoken much about Scotland's
0: Euros. No.
2: Very good point. Fraser, talk us through Scotland's Euros. The three group games kind of went rubbish, not bad, crap. um, I think is a good way to sum it up. Uh, I was glad they scored a goal because I didn't want the tag of the only team to not score in the tournament because everyone else, even all the sides that went out, scored one goal. Um, So I was beginning to think they weren't going to. Um, Look, I mean, it's a really bad attitude and it sounds defeatist, but I was kind of just glad they got to a tournament um, because France 98 was the last one. Mm. Um, So I wanted to see that at some point. And um, yeah, I quite agree. The celebrations after the England game were a bit over the top, but I also kind of think, oh, you get it once, just go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just mention as well, Graham Souness's teeth. Oh, Jesus Christ. They're they were. Mad, didn't I, they? I saw,
0: I, I think, a very apt com- comparison was somebody said, have, have we ever seen Graham Souness's teeth and the scoreboard at Oxford United at the Kassam in the same room? And I don't think <laughs> we have. But was, they were quite phenomenal. Um, yeah, he's they were. had some work done there. Fair play to him. Um, they were. But, yeah, they, that was quite something <laughs> to behold.
2: Yeah, oh, it was. It was amazing. It was just, it's just every time he... And it's as if he became aware, because he kind of started to move his mouth over them a bit more. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but, um, he was talking in this really weird way. Um, thank you again. Um, I,
0: I'm sure we'll come up with something else to quickly talk about, but uh, if we don't, it's, it's, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you very soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.